Hello, 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 everyone. Uh, this is the first episode of the Chaos Cast, the Chaos Cards podcast. Yep. Uh, and it's Johnny here for Chaos Cards. It's Amy here for Chaos Cards. You may, have, uh, you may have seen us from our lives. You may have heard us on our lives. Yeah, you may have heard us, but now you're hearing us in a different form. Or seeing us, because this is also going to be available video on YouTube too. So yeah. it'll be like normal. Yeah, it'll be like normal, <laughs> except we're also available for you just to listen if you just don't want to look at us. Yeah, great for a commute. We're yeah. both big fans of podcasts. You listen to, to true crime ones. Yes, yes. A uh, little bit too much murder probably for yeah. a healthy healthy person. But <laughs> I think it's one of those that sometimes you just want to escape from wherever you are, whatever yeah. you're doing. And a podcast is a really good way of doing that and a really good opportunity to kind of just listen to other people talking without having to chip in. Yeah. Which, you know, some people like. Some people do like. I, I just like listening to other people go through their thoughts and no, feelings about a topic. That's fair. I mean, there's board games about it. Have you heard of herd mentality? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> but yes, we are doing a new thing. This is the podcast. Uh, we're hoping to do it weekly. And this is this is very similar to the live stream setup that you see before you. Maybe that will change. Maybe yeah. we'll adapt. And it, the sound might change as well. We could move into a different room. Ooh, we could do all room. sorts. So many different things. Um, but the main thing is an opportunity to kind of talk about lots of different topics. Um, on live streams, we're kind of confined to a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, and the chat always getting in the way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we love you. We love you if you comment and you let us know uh, what you're thinking, what you think of the content. But this is an opportunity for myself and Johnny to kind of chat through some of the the new things going on in the world of tabletop gaming. Yeah, some of the new things, some of the things that we don't normally get to to talk about. And a lot of those, I've realised looking at my notes, are board game related. Yes. Because mostly we do TCG stuff, we do some Lego stuff, bits and pieces of board games, but not like in-depth into them. No, and actually it takes time to play a board game. It does. As well, <laughs> like in the sense of you've got to learn the rules and depending on the type of person you are, I'm the kind of person that gets stuck into a board game mm. and figures out the rules after we go, oh, actually, you couldn't do that thing. <laughs> so technically you wouldn't have won and that person wouldn't have been knocked out because of... But I know that you love a rule book. I, I, I do like a rule book. I like to go through them. I'm a big fan of videos as well for rules too, mm. but going through a rule book and then teaching someone how to do it, just getting it through over and over again. And there's still things that I find that I've missed or anything like that. So... We're always always up for a rule book though. I think one of the ones that one of the games that initially got me thinking I don't want to read the rules, we backed um a game called Hate on Kickstarter. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> and it was kind of like a skirmish game, yep. but the box arrived and it was eight kilos. Oh. Like it was heavy <laughs> as the game. We went to find a how to play tutorial and yep. the quick how to play was three hours long nice nice that's a good how to play like <laughs> and it was at that moment of going i don't know if we're ever going to get this to the table like the miniatures were amazing the concept yeah. was great but it was very much a campaign so you kind of needed four players sure. to be there for yeah. all of the gameplay and even just watching the how to yeah. i just went nope i'm out of my depth but i think if we'd have just tried to set it up yeah we might have Normally, especially with like big games, you just need to set it up. You need to go through the rules all together and go through like a practice game, maybe or a practice first scenario, and just see how it goes. And that's yeah, that's 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 pretty good. 
Yeah, and I think that was the bit that put me off, like some of the how tos, because we yeah. we just we ended up selling it in the really? end. Yeah, oh. just because it was one of those that we went, okay, a it's big. Mm. It was a large game, a lot of minis, and trying to find the, that amount of people yeah. to commit to that scale of game, we just sort of went, we're not going to play it. It's better to go to someone else who will. <laughs> well, I guess on the opposite level of hate, yes, we'll talk about love. And I think uh, people who are new to, to seeing us and maybe even new to watching our live streams or any Chaos Cards content, uh, I think it'll be interesting to know what our favourite kind of board games or even board game experiences have been because we've yeah. both been around the area for a decent amount of time. Um, and so what's your favourite board game? Easy question and gets lets <laughs> us know a bit yeah. more about you. Um, so I think if I'm going to think of my favourite board game ever ever. Uh, ever like going from day dot it would probably be something like scrabble yeah i feel like scrabble is a game that a lot of people can just get to the table you can have a bit of fun you get the people who know ridiculously long words and then the people who go i'm gonna play two and you've just got you, that's it they've got their scores yeah yeah it's just like <laughs> how did that happen but i think in terms of if I was going to recommend a game mm. to someone, I would probably go for Betrayal or Zombicide. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, Scrabble would be my go-to. We had a, a version of, it was called Upwards. Right. And you basically, you had Scrabble. Yeah. And obviously once you fill the board, you're done. done. You're done. Um, upwards, you had tiles that would go on top. Okay. So if somebody put Toad down and you'd got an R, yep. you could put the R on top of the T. Okay. And then you'd have road. That's interesting. So it made it kind of, I think it was kind of pitched as 3D Scrabble. 3D Scrabble. Um, but it meant that you got extra longevity out of the game because you could kind of go, oh, I wish that was this word and then yeah. I could do that. But That's pretty cool. I think I saw an advert actually on like Facebook or something for Scrabble Trap. Ooh. And I don't know what that is or whether you just set up word traps for people. <laughs> I don't really know. But no, I had an old version of Scrabble as well. I don't know when it was from, but the, the, the box was like a rectangle. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was quite an old one, but I, I'm terrible at word games. Bananagrams as well. Awful. I can't get there quick enough. See, I think that's the thing. I wouldn't normally... So maths is my, my one. I hate yeah. trying to figure out numbers in general. <laughs> so I know a lot of people love those kind of quick games for adding up things like... Um, crib and yeah. things like that i just get completely lost <laughs> on so scrabble is always my kind of this feels safe yeah okay. this this is a good a good one but what about you uh well before before we get on to me i had okay. a few a few other questions <gasps> questions uh, did you, you say? did you play wordle yes well, that was the big well i i did but also i i found it a little bit like and once you go through all the vowels mm. and if you end up with a really <laughs> difficult word i'm just like uh, I've lost interest with it, but I know a lot of a lot of my friends were playing it, asking yeah. me whether I'd got the word for the day, and I'm like, no. That's such I've a got... big thing as well, and there's a board game for it as well. Well, like a yeah, party that, game I'd be thing. interested in that. I'm guessing one person picks the word. Don't know, um, Don't know. but yeah, in maths wise as well, I'm a big fan of cribbage. Uh, I'd love love a fancy cribbage board and nice cards. I'm terrible at adding up the numbers though at the end. Oh, okay. Like, I'll do the first bit and then I'll go, I've got this hand. I think I've got this number of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Um, but you know, just check me. Um, but yeah, no, there's, Scrabble is a really cool one as well because it's been around for a while and it's not something that like tabletop games as a whole with so many extravagant things. Yeah. Scrabble's a, a simple, nice one though. It's really, really kind of 
you know exactly what you're yeah. doing. You've got your board. There's nothing else going on. And obviously there are variants yeah. and things. Um, there's like my first Scrabble, so for little kids learning sure. how to Word. make words. <laughs> um, and you, we had, I think the first one we had had numbers on the back oh, that's as cool. well. So you could do maths and... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't play that side. But we don't, <laughs> like, I think that's... That's why I, I sort of go, what is the my favourite versus what I'd recommend? Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. And I've always, and we've, we've had it on stream, thankfully, a little bit. But my yeah. favourite game is the Game of Thrones living card game, the second edition. Yes. Because... Um, Sorry, what's wrong with first edition? I just didn't play it. Oh, okay. that's, the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. And it's, there's quite a lineage of it. And it's a shame it's kind of ended now. But there was the first edition. And then there was the, the collectible card game. Okay. version of the Game of Thrones card game, and they all have a similar system. But it's my favourite game because it is so expansive. It's a living card game, a big fan of that model. You know exactly what you're going to get in every pack that you open up, unlike a random booster pack. Um, but also it was the community, because when I was at uni, we had a, a decent-sized community of Game of Thrones players. So nice. we'd get together every week and play like a six-player game. And the more times you do that, it's so much fun, so interesting deck building as part of it as well. The, the kind of challenge mechanics are really cool too. So it brings together many different things that I love. And the interesting story that I have told on stream as well is that I played and collected the Game of Thrones card game before I even had any knowledge of Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. So I was in there being like, what's the Red Wedding? I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. Just we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's cool. The art is great. Everything's so thematic as well. Um, but when it comes to experiences, and you were talking about betrayal beforehand as well, and I know you have loads of experiences with Love those. Love betrayal. Um, but I've got a similar thing with Eldritch Horror too. I have many stories of playing Eldritch Horror, going through all those different missions that you do with all the ancient ones, all the different investigators that you get yeah. as well. And there are other Arkham games out there too. Lots of people say Arkham Horror, the living card game, is the best version of that story-wise. Um, but Eldritch, for me, it's a bit of a dice thrower like Zombicide is yeah. as well. Um, but it's also traveling around the world, defeating monsters with shotguns and magic and just having having a blast. I think that's one of the things with a lot of the tabletop games is just having fun. Yeah. And as you said, with Betrayal for me, I can remember the scenarios where we had someone become the traitor and yep. they really didn't want to. <laughs> it was just that kind of, go on, go into another room, yep. go read your rules. And it's just like, but I don't want, can somebody else? He's like, no, that's not how the game goes. And having that opportunity to pick your investigators, yeah. you, you're not playing the same game twice. No, absolutely. And there's definitely something with Betrayal that's quite dramatic about it, where it's like the traitor gets their own tone, they go yeah. out of the room and have to discover, or sorry, no, the rest of the people have to go because the traitor might have to do things with the board. Yeah, it, so, it, yeah. it's kind of that uh, crossover between, okay, you've completed this, this yeah. has happened, now you have to find this scenario, <laughs> and you've got this book, you've got this book, and it is quite dramatic, Yeah, but also... It depends on the people you've got around the table because you could just turn around and go, just read it in your head. Tell us to close our eyes. We don't have to move anywhere. And it's not always bad things. No. Um, but I haven't played Eldritch 
horror. No. So there's so many expansions now. It is a complete game yeah. now because there's all these different boards, all these different cards you can add to it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like they're doing any more expansions for it though. But it's still a, a super popular game. And you just need to pick up that that base box as well. You can can play up to eight players. Wow. I think that would take way too long, but... You know. is, it, is it all kind of... Do you have one player that's like a lead investigator or...? Um, so there is a first player token, but there passes between everyone okay. every round. That's You're good. just investigators. Normally what I do, because we normally play two player, is we each have two people, so two investigators each. Ooh. That's normally how we do it, but it's, it's a fantastic, like you said, dice thrower, fun game. We lose often. That is the way. That is the way in Eldritch. Uh, everything. I think that anything that has a Cthulhu yeah. element with it, you know, you're going to lose, and you kind of have to just decide how you're going to lose in that situation. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. You're on a desert island. Okay. You'd go for your Game of Thrones. Oh, but that's a different. That's a oh. different question. That's a different. Okay. Because if you're on a desert island, I'm probably there on my own. <laughs> So, so then you're I'm looking, looking for a solo, solo board, board game, game. <laughs> which Eldritch Horror would suffice. Oh, okay. Definitely. And I'm pretty sure out there there are some variants of solo Game of Thrones, a living card game. Um, but yeah, so that would be a solo board game thing. Yeah. Plus, there's an island, sand everywhere. It's going to get in the board game. Yeah. You, you want your sleeves. You, you want this. You want your do beach doll. Yes, <laughs> beach doll. I was just thinking Scrabble on your own would be pretty, pretty terrible. You're just making words. Do a high score every day. Yeah. <laughs> What's your high score of the day? I got these <laughs> letters out the bag. Um, but there are a lot of board games, you know, you've got your ones that are up to eight players, mm. more than eight players, yep. and then you've got the ones that are two to three yep. and things. Solo. Some games that play themselves, like So You've Been Eating. Yeah, that's confused yeah, me I have, every I, time. I, I haven't played it. But that's, uh, that is an interesting I concept. love the fact that they do have a variant that is just the game playing itself. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, okay, so you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Or the game can just do it and you kind of move around the pieces. I'm guessing you're just watching it from the outside. It's yeah. kind of if you set a sort of autopilot on a like computer Like a train set. Yeah, just, <laughs> just let it go. It'll do its own thing. But uh, but yeah, that was an insight into our kind of some of our favourite board games. I'm sure there's more that we could talk about in terms of board games, trading card games, miniatures games. Hours, hours of uh, the chaos card. The ca chaos, chaos cast. Ca the chaos card oh, cast. Right. <laughs> oh, we've got hours of the chaos cards <laughs> podcast. The chaos cast <laughs> to go through all of those things. But for an intro. That's for an intro, yeah. But then going from our favourite board games to the favourite board games of Board Game Geek Ooh, fans. Okay. That was the segue. Segue there. I see, I see it. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, um, it was rushed fast. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of drama like last week, I guess it was now. Uh, probably the week before even. Um, where the number one ranking of Board Game Geek's top board games changed. And yes. Board Game Geek is a wonderful website that a lot of board game people use to rank board games, say what's their favourites, track what they've got in their libraries. Give reviews as Give well. Give reviews. So new games go up there and you can see photos. Yep. Something we use as well when looking up new products that are happening, seeing what people have said about them beforehand as well. And that's a site that a lot of board game people, people in the, in the, in the scene kind of use. Um, and there's a top 100, which is kind of... Uh, at least when I was look, getting into board games, it's kind of what I, I looked at to be like, this is the top 100 board games of board game people that they like. 
Yeah, and it is, um, it's free to vote it and is. things like that. It's not anything that you can pay to get that no. top spot. So you know that it's kind of maintained by the community. It's all of those kind of things. It's a really nice way to see if you've heard about a game, whether it's just something that you've got a friend who's really, really into, into it, it. <laughs> or other people are buying it as well and it's made it into the top 50 yeah. or something so that's a good way with it i remember when arc nova just sped just up ran up it, it, yeah. it was unreal but it so many people followed it of going okay i'll give it a go yeah and there is part of it that is kind of like a popular vote type thing yeah. as with many different polls and top tens and whatever um but the the things that have been happening recently is that gloomhaven has been the, the number one game for the last few years uh, before that was Pandemic Legacy, uh, season one, um, which was like a number number two. Yep. Uh, so Gloomhaven is a fantastic dungeon crawler board game, big box, big um, box. where you it's a campaign game as well. Many different things that you can discover throughout the game, rip up cards, stick stickers on things. It's a big beast of a game. It was Kickstarter as well, one of the biggest Kickstarters for board games um, at the time. And that has been number one for a while. Pandemic Legacy has been number two. Pandemic Legacy Season 1 is a campaign game to an extent, yeah. but it uses the pandemic system, which is you go around with your friends, working together, trying to stop diseases by collecting cards. Pandemic, really good game. Really, really good. nice way of... Uh, like, it's one of the entry levels, I it would is, say. Um, it's fairly cheap to pick up. Yeah. It's something that any, you can learn how to play it fairly quickly, but the Legacy... Legacy games? Yeah, legacy games. Yeah, they yeah. add on different elements. You stick sticks on things. You rip up cards. You have to uh, name your people so that when they, you know, eventually go away, uh, you have to uh, remember them uh, and be new people. But that was number one beforehand, and has been number two for ever since that Gloomhaven's been number one. And then we've had Brass Birmingham, which was another Kickstarter game um, and kind of like a redo of the old Brass game that came out, I think, mid two thousands. Was was that Manchester, or have they done loads of regional variants? They've done of brass? a few. They, I think, if I remember rightly, the mid two thousands one was Brass, and then they, they did they did a Kickstarter, which was Birmingham, which is a new kind of version of Brass, and Lancashire, which is more in line with the oh, old okay. one. Okay, maybe. Um, and so they did a Kickstarter for those two, and Lancashire is up there. It's like in the top ten, um, but Birmingham was the one, the new version, the shiny. It's a very beautiful box. It's a thin box as well. Um, and that has been number three for a while as well. And that's a different game from the other two. It's not a campaign game. It is more of a, uh, you know, get these resources, move them over to, to Manchester or whatever, yeah. to Birmingham, um, set up your iron ore production, stuff like that. It's a very board game, board game. I mean, a lot of people, when um, Peaky Blinders yeah. came out and things like that, people were looking for games that were kind of themed mm. in that way and brass birmingham was one that i saw recommended quite a lot really? if you like if you like peaky blinders then brass <laughs> birmingham would be good and um so i'm from the midlands originally yeah. so it was one of those where i was like oh, okay maybe i'll have a look into this and it's better than any other kind of thing that's about shipping and <laughs> bits like that because birmingham was a huge kind of trade hub mm. and uh that's what a lot of kind of peaky blinders covered and what i imagine a lot of brass birmingham yeah covered. well the game yeah it involves those sorts of things and you begin the game like by shipping through the on the canals essentially yep. more canals than venice there you go and then halfway through the game you rip up all your canals and start putting down trains 
I don't know what it is. You don't rip them up, sorry. Uh, You take them off the board. (laughs) There's something, even with legacy games, I'm one of those people that goes, don't, please, let's not damage it. But that's the point. That is the point. That's what you have to do. It's an experience. And uh, legacy games is a discussion for another time, I think. Oh, whole Um, (laughs) whole different thing. But I think that's what's interesting with Gloomhaven and Pandemic Legacy. They are... Almost you play it once. Essentially, yeah, you can replay it. You can reset the stickers and things like that. I, I mean, Gloomhaven's a big thing. There, there's so much in it that I don't know if... I, I will never play the entirety of it. I've only done like six scenarios in it. How many, um, do you know how many scenarios there are in total? I think there's like over 100, but feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the drama. The drama. Gloomhaven's been number one for a while. And what happened is Brass Birmingham came up and oh. became number one oh. the, the other week. Now, why did this suddenly happen? There's no like new Brass Birmingham thing, no. as far as I'm aware. There's no uh, message from a popular influencer being like, Brass Birmingham is amazing. This is, the, well, other than ourselves, <laughs> other obviously. Than ourselves. But, it, and it is good. They're, they're all good in different ways. But what happened, I think, is that Gloomhaven's just come out with Frosthaven. Yes. And it had Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, which was a smaller version of Gloomhaven as well. There's a lot of Gloomhaven things, essentially, yes. that are that are relatively similar similar board games. Right. Frosthaven's a bit is bigger, new newer. Is it, it's um, still quite it's smaller than Gloomhaven, isn't it? No, Frosthaven's it, bigger. Oh, is it bigger yeah, than Gloomhaven? Yeah, Frosthaven's bigger than Gloomhaven. Um, but there's a lot of things, and Frosthaven just came out uh, to retail a few months ago, a month yeah. or so ago. Um, but Brass Birmingham is, 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 a, is a solid, its own experience, essentially. Yeah. And I think maybe that the Gloomhaven's kind of waned a bit in terms of the, the people giving votes, whereas people are still going out bri- buying Brass Birmingham yeah. um, as a game, and that's what's caused it to go Ooh. up. And obviously there'll be part of it as well where people want to dethrone Gloomhaven for one reason or another. But I think it's one of those things that when you... A little bit like when you have the Christmas number one. Yeah. We spoke about it actually the other day where there was a period in time where whichever singing competition would be the Christmas number one. And it got to a point where people went, I'm fed up with this. Yeah, and they raged against the machine, they, quite literally. They did. <laughs> and I think when we see these top 100 board game lists, like you, you were to see anything below the top five mm. swap about a little bit. Oh, yeah, bit. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so Brass became number one. But then what happened is that Gloomhaven dropped to three, Ooh. and Pandemic Legacy retained its its number two position. Now again, there's bits and pieces of, of things here. Probably people wanting Brass to be number one, rate it five stars. People wanting Gloomhaven to be lower. There, there's lower. things like that. Um, but it it does it is interesting because Brass Birmingham now currently is the the best board game according to board game players Ooh. which is a really interesting thing and i i played all three of them okay i'm a, i do like brass birmingham and i do like pandemic legacy and i do like gloomhaven okay but if you when you're looking at that top 100 list yeah would you put gloomhaven at the top of that list yourself like My, myself it'd be difficult to say Okay. Again, I'm only six scenarios in or something like that. The game could tail off towards the end. Yeah. It could become amazing. I don't know. But they're very different games. And I think this is the thing when you're rating things in top tens, top hundreds, whatever. In terms of board games, they're also different. 
Yeah. Brass Birmingham is a very different game to Pandemic Legacy, but even though you've got Pandemic Legacy and Gloomhaven as both kind of legacy games, they're still very different <laughs> in what they are. Yeah, just the content themselves. It's not... It's not the kind of thing where you're... Uh, I can't even think of a way of describing it. It's not like when you're picking ice cream. No. You're not just going for a different flavour. You're going for a completely different experience. Yeah. But what I think is good is that if you're a new person looking into board games and you, you play some board games, maybe you played a pandemic, you played something else, and you're looking at the, the board game geek top 100, the top game is no longer a 100 and odd, odd pound behemoth of a yes. campaign game that ideally you need other people for consistently. It is a board game that you can play at two players, that you can play in a few hours, and then you're done with it. That's a really good point, though, because there are so many different barriers to playing board games. You might not have loads of room in your house. That's another thing. Having a table that will hold the whole game. I mean, I've played too many games on the floor because we've just gone. <laughs> Actually, we need to add another few more tiles. Well, I guess it's going on the floor then. Um, but... The financial side of things, obviously, we have the board games library, which is a really good thing that you can go pay a bit of money and you can play a game or as many games as you like for a day. But if you wanted to play those top three, hmm. you're looking at almost £200, probably. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, that's not money that everybody has. No, it's not. Um, but no, it was just an interesting topic, especially to, to discuss on this first Chaos Cast. Yes. Yes, it is. But and also, Ark Nova is number four, which is oh, is it? It is. I it is. I, w- I was just thinking. I wonder where Ark Nova yeah. is now. Ark Nova is number four, and Terraforming Mars has been up there as well in the kind of kind of area too. So very there are some popular games. Game. Yeah, very pretty game, and so there are some popular games that are all littered across the top one hundred. So mm. do check it out if you're if you're new to board games. There's a wide variety. Yeah, maybe we'll have to get Brass Birmingham to the table. Yeah. Give it a go. Yeah, get your Peaky Blinders outfit going. Yep. <laughs> Give a flat cap on. Uh, Gloomhaven would be more of a challenge. It would be, it would be. There are a few new things coming up this week. Are there? There are, as is always the way. Yes. Every there, week, seemingly. There is never a quiet week in the world of tabletop gaming. There is not. And coming off the back of talking about Kickstarters and stuff like that, Etherfields is coming to retail uh, this week, or set to come to retail this okay. week. And that is a, another Kickstarter. Very popular one from Awaken Realms, okay. who have did uh, Nemesis, oh. the board game, uh, who also did ISS Vanguard, which came out yes. very recently as well. And so Etherfields is kind of like uh, more of an ex- exploration version than either of those, more of a campaign game, okay. which again, we're talk- we've been talking about, yep. um, and kind of similar in vain, I would say, to like a Dark Souls. At least the world. The world, maybe less so the combat, but the world, the miniatures that are in it. You know my feelings about (laughs) Dark Souls and the instant recoil of that. (laughs) But I think actually that would be really interesting because I know people love Nemesis and ISS Vanguard is a very specific game. But I know people enjoy that as well. So it'd be really interesting to see what the reception is. And the miniatures are stunning. Oh, Genuinely. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> There's so many different uh, stretch goals expansion boxes as well that are set to come out too. Many of them include miniatures. <laughs> I think that's the thing with many a Kickstarter. If you choose to back a game on there, 
you get you get so much yeah yeah with it absolutely um, but we've also got marvel legendary stuff coming out you're a big fan of legendary i do i like legendary love legendary 007 uh, but also i have some marvel legendary bits too so many expansions for marvel legendary it's been out for probably since like 2010 I want to so say. in terms of legendary so we've spoken about legacy games yeah. we've spoken about like pandemic yep. we've spoken a little bit about miniatures what is legendary marvel legendary is a deck building game so okay. you start off with a very small amount of cards yeah and then throughout the game you'll be using those cards to gain other cards other hero cards like yep. a spider-man card a black panther card something like that um and doing damage to the villain that you've oh. chosen. So that villain might be Loki, who's scheming something with his army of Loki people. Oh, Loki. <laughs> it again. But um, that is what Legendary is, and eventually you'll, you'll get loads of stuff and hopefully defeat the villain. It is a cooperative game, but also there are victory points that you put in your defeated pile. Okay. So if you've defeated more points, essentially, than other people around the table, you win. You get the glory. Okay. Well, I guess that kind of ties in with a lot of the Marvel stuff in general, or any kind of comic hero or yeah. superhero thing. There's always one that takes the day and kind of go, you're welcome, world. Um, but yes, we've got some new expansion sets come out. There's a re-release of the Guardians of the Galaxy expansion, which is oh. a really popular one, actually. And then we've also got the Black Panther expansion, which comes with a, uh, comes with a new Black Panther, comes with a Queen Storm. Nice. As well. And a low, it comes with the White Wolf too. Bucky Barnes, Ooh. the Winter Soldier in, you know, Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I haven't seen the latest film, but no, I fine. know. <laughs> no. Well, I'm a DC fan, so I don't it's go fair. out of my way with the That's Marvel fair. stuff, but I know that it has been quite good and the Bucky Barnes side of things is, it's been a lot of discussion, mm. actually, because. Uh, Bucky's seen things. He does, he has. Um, but that Black Panther expansion also comes with Killmonger as a villain. Okay. Um, which yeah, people love Kill Killmonger. And then we've got the Black Widow expansion, which is also Ooh. set to come out this week, which comes with Black Widow, um, but also comes with a Falcon and the Winter Soldier a duo kind of set of cards. Oh, interesting. Like the, the, the Disney Plus show. Yep. Um, but, <laughs> Also um, comes with uh, Red Guardian. It comes with Yelena, who is Black Widow's sister, I think. Okay. I think. I know. Um, you questioned I yourself. I questioned myself. And Taskmaster, too. But this is based on the comics. Yes. Um, not the MCU stuff. Um, but new expansions for Legendary. People who are into their Marvel stuff, love a deck builder, definitely check this one out. You do need the core set to play the rest of the expansions, though. But I think it is one of those, if you are looking for not necessarily a new game, but a game that will continue your interest. And I would say there's quite a few um, Marvel comic lovers that have been looking for a game that they can strategize yeah. with. And Legendary is quite an easy game as well. It's, it is getting cards, putting cards down. Keywords, there are different keywords per thing. But there's a booklet in every expansion that tells you what those mean. Nice. I really love a reference card. I yeah. desperately want, <laughs> want there to always be reference cards. I love cards. reference cards. Um, but uh, in terms of like expansions and stuff as well, and kind of along the Marvel line, we've got Star Wars Legion uh, with a new release that's come out this week in Asajj Ventress. I mean, you know nothing about Star Wars Legion. <laughs> it's not a game you're into at all. We have Ventress here for the Separatist Alliance. Uh, okay. Now, do you know Ventress at all? Nope. Nope. So Asajj Ventress is like a night sister. Um, okay. So kind of like Darth Maul, but right. a female. Yeah. Uh, they're on the same planet, but slightly different. Um, she was Count Dooku, Christopher Lee's apprentice. Sort right. of, uh, apprentice, sort of. 
um, during the Clone Wars. She has two lightsabers and she's pretty cool. And she is an operative in Star Wars Legion set to come out for the Trade Federation. So she's going to be quite cool. You can put her with Count Dooku and in her miniature expansion, she also comes with a card for Count Dooku regarding them working together. So that's pretty nice as well. But she's really cool. Two lightsabers as well. So very nice. Another fantastic addition for the Separatist Alliance. So in terms of Legion, would that... Would that enable you to kind of run different campaigns or just play differently for it? It it will let you build differently. So like with a trading card game, you're building your lists each time you play. So if you're playing Separatists and you're playing, there's different points levels as well. Right. So a standard is 800 points. And I think Ventress is somewhere around the 100, 150 mark. I don't remember exactly. Okay, that's not too bad. Um, But she she could potentially sub out for Maul if you wanted to try something different. Um, Or she could... She has some other abilities too. And of course, if you wanted to play her with Dooku, which may be the most beneficial way, that is something you could do as well. But yeah, more exp- more expansions, differ- differing your deck building, differing Different. your play styles. Yeah, the gameplay nice. with it. Gives and you, you get to paint it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, although I know so many people that never get their miniatures painted to yeah. the table. They're right, just yeah. like, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> awful for it. I am... I don't mind, but it's one of the reasons why I managed to get a proper game of Blood Bowl in the Blood Bowl League Mm. is because I want to finish painting them so that I've got them there. But there's nothing stopping you just playing with unpainted miniatures at all. Absolutely not. And if you're playing against someone who goes, (laughs) you've not painted your miniatures, find someone different to play with. (laughs) Like, that is my my thinking. Most people would turn around and go, I'd rather have a game than it look perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the final big release that I wanted to call out was the Pokemon Crown Zenith tins that are set to come out. Pokey, Pokemon? Pokemon? Po- what is this Pokemon? What is this? <laughs> um, that is super exciting. This is the last bit of release before uh, Scarlet and Violet. I just realised that when you said it. Yeah, we got the new Crown Zenith tins for the Galarian birds. Uh, so we got Moltres, Zapdos and Articuno in their Galarian forms. We've got large tins yeah. and we've got medium-sized tins. Yeah, not mini tins. We don't want to be getting into <laughs> They're that. They're not mess. mini tins. They are slightly smaller tins. Contrary to our standard thing of always preferring electric, Articuno is my favourite of the legendary birds. Really? Mm. Huh. Something about the just ice sparkliness. Yeah, okay. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, I think Zapdos is cool, but just very pointy. He is very pointy. Um, but in the Crown Zenith ones, you get five boosters in the big tin, and then you get four boosters in the normal-sized tin. And uh, all of them have different promo artworks of the Galarian bird of the tin that they have, which is very nice as well. So this is the first time we're going to see these artworks. We're going to be opening them on stream as well, so do make sure to come around on Friday for that. But those are very cool, and we're always excited to open more Crown Zenith. Yes, and because so many, the, there weren't booster boxes available. There weren't. So you can only get them in the Elite Trainer box, in the collection boxes, and then later this week in those tins. In those tins, those very nice tins with exclusive promo Galarian Birds. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, that is that is it for this first episode of the Chaos Cast, the Chaos Cards podcast. And uh, that, yeah. Yeah, it's weird it is. kind of trying to end something <laughs> when you're just sat in a conversation. It's a little bit like when you go to hang up the phone and somebody goes, oh, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, we got we got to 
up our knees and get up. Yeah, we got to walk away. <laughs> but that is it for the first episode of the Chaos Cast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Let us know any feedback. We're always more, more than happy to to uh, to take on any feedback. It's the first time we're doing anything like this. So let us know. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.